0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. A quick question before we dive into today's show. Do you ever wish you had more confidence to stand up for yourself? And do you wish that you had the courage to face the things that you are scared of? Now I'm not talking about putting your safety at risk to achieve this. I am talking about being proactive in addressing the challenges you are going through. I remember feeling so trapped by what was happening in my life when I was in an abusive relationship that fear overwhelmed me and the loss of self-confidence I felt did a great job of keeping me in a cycle of abuse until things got completely out of control. When I look back I wish that I had accessed every possible technique and strategy early on to help me become empowered and regain control over my life before things went from bad to worse. One of the things that stopped me from tapping into help and support was a real lack of money because of the financial abuse that was a big part of the relationship I was in. And I thought the type of support I needed would be too much for me to afford. And I was scared to spend money on meeting my needs because the bills, the groceries, the rent, etc. all came first. But there were times when I would spend money on things that were my escapes from the overwhelming issues I was dealing with. When I was at desperation point, I would sometimes turn to clairvoyance because I wanted some hope that things would get better in time. When I was feeling low, I would go and get my nails done or smoke too many cigarettes. Although these things seemed important at the time, because they either gave me hope or gave me a lift for a short time or were just a damaging escape which I went to when I was stressed but they did nothing to change anything in my life for the better. Maybe you can relate to this and you too wish you had the resources to help you become strong and empowered enough to get your life back on the right track. Maybe you are afraid that help and support is out of your reach. That's why I wanted to make things super easy for you. So I've put together a couple of free offers to help you get started. You can access both these offers easily by going to sandyj.com.au The first is a free guide with 5 tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a free 30-minute call with me to get some one-on-one support to talk about what changes might be possible to get you moving in the right direction towards a life that you love. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different, when you are ready to try something new to heal and grow. To get your free guide or to book your free call today, go to sandyj.com.au. On today's episode, I am super happy to have the delightful Edith Kuchaji, a licensed clinical social worker with 14 years of experience working in the mental health field on the podcast today. Edith's experience ranges from practicing as an individual and couples therapist, to being a program director in a foster care agency, to being a clinical supervisor and a community mental health trainer. She has worked with children, teens, adult women and men, Including couples in a variety of therapeutic settings. Her expertise is in treating anxiety, trauma, grief, and loss and depression. Adit is also the host of the Therapeutic Life Healing podcast, where she reaches out to people to talk about mental health and ways to take care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit. Her aim is to help women interrupt patterns of psychological pain and suffering so they can experience inner peace. She is truly passionate about helping women have breakthroughs that leave them with lasting results. In this episode, we dig deep about grief and loss and depression and what a compassionate path to healing looks like. We talk about the many things you can tap into for free to help you on your path to healing. We explore how important it is to reach out to get some support from a therapist or a coach to help you get unstuck and take challenging steps to work on positive changes. Adit is a truly compassionate and empathetic soul and her understanding of human psychology and years of experience working with many people from children to adults makes this episode well worth listening to. If you are feeling a bit lost and feelings of anxiety and depression are getting the better of you, i hope that this episode helps in some small way and i hope that you will reach out and get some support both Edith and i are wholeheartedly dedicated to helping and supporting women to heal and develop through this process to fully engage with life once again I hope that you enjoy this talk with this lovely woman and that this interview inspires you to rise and shine. Just before we dive into today's episode I wanted to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle in your day and help you feel special and valued every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power so once a month i am giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener here's what you need to do to go into the draw just write a review on your favorite podcast app paste it onto your facebook stories and tag me sandy johnston All the details for the competition and a picture of a few of the beautiful tiaras I will be giving away will be included in the episode notes. So check out the episode notes to help you get into the draw for this competition. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider.
1: Hello, Adit. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. I am really excited and grateful to have this opportunity to talk to you. From the moment I happily stumbled on your podcast, I was so touched by the compassion and the raw emotion with which you shared your story. I love that your mission is to help people heal with support and therapy. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey and what led you to want to use your voice to share a message of compassion and care to those who have been hurt by things that have happened to them in their lives?
2: Well, thank you, Sandy, first and foremost, for having me on your on your podcast. It's a delight to be here and... Hello to all your listeners. It's it's a pleasure to spend some time together here today. Um, as you had mentioned, yes. Yeah, so my name is Adit. I'm a, a psychotherapist and a life coach for women out here in uh, the United States and California. And how I kind of came to do what I do, I think I always uh, kind of attribute it to I was always a curious child, really always wondering why people do what they do. I think just um, very much pay attention to uh, people's behaviors and early on just would notice certain things people would do or say Um, and I guess now I can look back and say there was definitely signs of mental health and uh, things in our you know at school at home and just you know within uh, friends and family circles. I would just notice uh, mental health issues come up, um, you know, and so over time, I just got into psychology and that inevitably led me to get my bachelor's in psychology and then went on to get my master's in clinical social work and eventually got licensed. And the last 15 years have just been working in the mental health field. With various groups of of folks, uh, ranging from adult men and women to teenagers to young children to just kind of uh, even veterans um, who had fought in the war in Vietnam and Iraq. So I've just kind of had uh, the pleasure of getting to know and meet a lot of people with so many different stories of pain and joy in life and. I like to sit with people and hear their stories and learn from them and ultimately I have my own story which then led me to really launch my own business and and specifically target uh really supporting and helping women through some of the darker times in their life and emotionally support them through the the healing journey.
1: Yeah that's amazing that's amazing and um yeah, it's interesting what leads us to do what we do, and um, I think that your empathy comes from stems from your own experiences too, doesn't it? Would you like to talk a bit about that? Sure, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I had uh, really worked with a lot of people who were struggling with mental health, uh, whether it be depression, anxiety. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder um, and until I really had my own experience of depression um, and grief and loss was the trigger for me. Uh, My sister, uh, Odette, who had passed away from breast cancer at the age of 38 um, on July 4th, 2014, uh, that was really my own um, experience of just so much deep pain Mm -hmm. and one that you just feel your heart breaking inside of you. And really, I think anyone listening can probably relate to a time in their life where they were just in deep pain. You don't even really have words for it. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's words really don't give the pain any justice. So that's the place where I was for about four years uh, after her loss, just because we're a very close family and she died too young. You know, I I don't think there's ever a way that I can completely accept the loss of her. Um, But I have transformed my relationship with grief and, and came to a place of peace with her passing. Um, But it was a struggle for a good four years. Uh, She had a son who was only 15 at the time. So, you know, with my nephew, yeah, it was, it was, it was very sad because I know that she loved him very much. She kept a journal where she would, you know, write about her chemotherapy journey. And all she would kind of write in there was um, how much she was being so strong so that she could be there for her son and and be there, you know, to see him grow up. Um, And I remember her telling me one day, she said, I I just want to live so I could see him graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, none of us really thought that she would actually pass away. Mm -hmm. And so when the time came, uh, I mean, it just broke all of us uh, Mm -hmm. in different ways. My family struggled with grief and loss. Um, I turned more into uh, kind of withdrawal and isolation and anger. At some point, I just became a robot and I would just wake up, go to work, come home, watch Netflix, and uh, wouldn't really want to be social or be out um, if the conversation didn't have depth or meaning, or if someone hadn't also experienced a loss, um, I really couldn't connect with the people around me. It was just unless you had that experience, I found it very hard to connect with other people. Um, and and then when they did, that shared experience was ways that I found um some sort of healing, at least in that moment, to feel like my pain was seen um, mm. because the other person understood too. But eventually it got to a point where it just became, um, I think everyone has their limit or their breaking point where after a while, you just don't want to keep living that way. It's, uh, life, you know, at some point you, you want to experience living. Um, and I, and I got to a point where I, especially working mental health, I knew the signs, I knew I was going through depression. Um, and I had to just actually really say that out loud and, say that I'm depressed and actually get some help. Mm -hmm. So I sought out therapists. Um, I really kind of designed this 12 week transformation journey, uh, inspired by a friend of mine. And those 12 weeks, I really kind of just paid attention to taking care of my mind, body and spirit. Um, And I created a plan uh, while working still uh, to just start facing the grief and, and healing and moving my body and paying attention to what I was eating, paying attention to what I was watching or reading. Um, so I just really kind of went into a deep personal development space, um, and allowed, um, uh, my grief to be present and allowed all the feelings to exist without giving myself, um, grief for feeling grief. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Oh, I love that. I love that, (laughs) and I would love to explore that with you more because that is so common, isn't it? To compound our feelings, our emotions, with layering another, you know, similar emotion on top of it to weigh us down even further. So, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon about um, the human psyche, but. It's very common, isn't it, for
2: people to do it, that? It is right, exactly. Yeah, we shame ourselves for the feeling that we have, and then we add more pain to whatever pain we're already
1: yes. feeling.
2: It's it's very common, um, and we almost do it out of habit without even realize we're doing it. And then we just feel worse and worse until you can kind of catch yourself doing it. Uh, but yeah, that that twelve week transformation journey was really um, great for me, um, but what I didn't know, uh, was going to happen was five weeks into it. Um, I got a call that my father suddenly passed away.
1: Oh my God. So
2: in some ways, looking back, it was actually a great setup because I don't think that if I hadn't worked on myself for those five weeks and, and sometime before that, cause I'd already been to therapy. Um, I, by that point that I don't know that I could have handled another loss and the, in the state of mind that I was in, so I actually handled it really well, all things considered. Um, I think because he lived a longer life, I was a little bit more at peace with his passing. Um, and also, I just know that you know he he he, uh, he struggled a lot. Uh, you know, he never really kind of recovered after losing a child. I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I can't imagine. That experience for him and what it did. And typically not to be stereotypical, but men, um, especially uh, from my culture, they, they don't really talk about their feelings. So he I know he held a lot in. and yeah. unfortunately, um, you know, that got the best of him and he passed. And I still resumed the rest of my journey. Of course, you know, I, I grieved his loss and we had the funeral, and it was a very small, beautiful memorial service we had for him. And, and then I went to uh, Bali and I had a, um, a very spiritual experience in Bali where I got to do a lot more. Uh, I kind of, I ended my 12 week transformation journey in Bali. Um, so it all kind of came together in the end and, and he passed in 2018. Um, so it's been a, a, few, a couple of years now, but You know, I I never like to think the healing journey ever ends. I think it's just a constant learning and unlearning of self and growth and um, just allowing all your experiences and feelings to teach you what they need to teach you um, and to just live your life as best as you can um, with the experiences that you've had.
1: I think that that can be really liberating for people if they gain that understanding that they healing is a process and it takes time and to not be hard on yourself during that process that you are not healed yet and that it is just all part of development because there's, there's like nuggets inside of that healing for, you know, us to discover about ourselves and to grow and become, you know, stronger and to gain, you know, a more empathy, more compassion, more resilience, a better, you know, ability to be adaptable to life because life, you know, we're not in control of so many things that happen in life and, Um, it's all part of our learning and being, isn't it? It's just Mm -hmm. I think that can be a really helpful understanding for people so that when they are suffering, you know, that they realise that this is normal and it's just part of what we need to go through in life, you know. So really interesting I'm loving loving chatting to you and I was um, having a look a little look at your website too and I noticed that you've had a couple of retreats that you I'd love to talk to you about that and I'll just share with you that um, when I was in an abusive relationship um, I used to wish that i could somehow go off on some amazing wellness retreat go somewhere like say there's a a retreat in australia called the golden door and it's a very holistic you know retreat where there's meditation and there's yoga and there's you know vegetarian you know plant-based eating and um, it's all about stillness and mindfulness and all of those things which, are, you know, help to calm the overly anxious mind and um, help us to, you know, they're restorative and, you know, help us to, to feel better again and stronger and more able to, refreshed and able to deal with our challenges. and um Uh, There was a lot of financial abuse involved in the relationship that I was in and um, I was not in a position to go somewhere fantastic like the Golden Door Retreat, but that idea really, really appealed to me and I think it's a very, um, yeah, a wonderful opportunity if people can go on a retreat like this to take themselves, you know, out of their current situations and give themselves a, a rest, a pause and somewhere, you know, like a new environment where they will do nothing but nourish themselves to be able to come back, you know, to the world that they're living in stronger and more capable of dealing with the challenges that they face. So I'd love to hear about these
2: retreats that you're doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's something nice about, um, I like to say, you know, it's a vacation with a purpose or travel with purpose. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and, you know, I, I, I love traveling in general, but uh, the retreat really came to me um, after wanting to honor my grief. Um, and I found so much uh, healing. And just release and well being when I went to Bali right after my father had passed. Um, that I, you know, a couple years down afterwards, when I wanted to think about what services I would provide, um, I had been talking to my life coach and he said, Well, how do you want to honor your grief and, you know, ways to, you know, really think about your dad and your sister and, and kind of giving back uh, to their memory in and, and that way. And I always, you know, I kind of just threw it out there. And I said, you know, I've always wanted to do a host, a retreat, maybe an all women's retreat. And Bali was the first place that came to mind, of course. And that was pretty much it. And then I, I looked up venues and found the most serene location that was uh, full of just such kind people who ran the, um, who are running the, it's called the Bali Mandala Resort. Um, And they're just so sweet and so kind. And it just, the energy was just right. I followed my intuition. Uh, I just trusted myself and um, everything came together for the retreat. Um, And so it it just is packaged. So it's filled with everything that I, I love about Bali and things that I found healing. So I just planned um, everything for the retreat. You know, there's meditation, there's um, waterfall hiking. There's we'll be seeing a healer. Um, you know, a just just a lovely time to explore Bali. Um, of course, there's a a, a five-hourly uh, one-hour massages. I ah, mean it's, just, <laughs> it's just it's tucked away in the middle of the jungle, but right by the water. Uh, so you have both a best world so bali um it, we actually uh was we were supposed to go this year in may and it sold out um had eight women sign up right away and um so everything's you know being moved to 2021 so bali will be in may 2021 we actually one of the girls um unfortunately was very um she couldn't after everything happened with the pandemic couldn't make it anymore so we still have one one spot left in Bali in May, um, and then also have uh, a retreat in San Sebastian, Spain, in October, and also that was supposed to be this year, um, but everything is, everything's uh, on obviously.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. but it'll be great, I think, you know, all if all things are safe for travel, I think everyone um, coming on this retreat will much I mean, they wanted to come before for just a lot of well-being and rest, but after this year, I think it's going to be even much more um, important and meaningful, yeah. yeah, to have this time out for yourself, Absolutely. among other women, and so I'll be facilitating group work, and it's just, it's a lot of fun, it, it doesn't even feel like work, yeah. um, it's something that feels very close to my heart, um, so I'm very excited for for that to come next year.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Who knows, I might have to grab that last spot if somebody else doesn't get in there quickly and get it before me.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Yeah, love to see
1: you there, Sandy. No, I love the sounds of it. It just sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, I've got some questions I'd like to ask you. You know that this podcast, I reach out to women who have been hurt by some form of abuse in a relationship Um, so what advice would you give women to begin to strive again when they are feeling trapped and helpless to improve their lot in life yeah
2: great question I mean I'm an um an avid proponent of you know yourself like going within um, and trusting your, you know, if you feel like you're something isn't right, um, you're not safe, uh, you're hurting, you're in pain, something's a matter um, that, you know, you know that that, that is kind of a signal um, your body or your mind is signaling for you to do something. Um, and so just paying attention to what that do something is for you. Um, I have not been in that position. So it's hard to say, you know, I think with anything in life, when someone says you should do this, it's, uh, I think it's almost counterintuitive um, to say should do. I think um, I highly encourage and recommend women to really notice that there's something happening, your body's telling you, you're not safe, you're not well. Um, that you maybe deserve better you you want different you want change and so just pay attention to that and then decide you know brainstorm uh, maybe what options you have at that point what ideas uh, for change could look like for you or so what one thing could be for one woman it, it could be very different for the next but just Maybe even reaching out to a, a, a friend or someone outside of yourself to just get that extra support, especially when you're in that place of such deep pain. Um, that's what I did. I think when we all get to a point of deep pain, going to someone else who we trust um, that can really be there for us, even for just a short moment and come up with maybe some ideas together on what you can try to do or what options you have. And that's what I did and that had really helped me. Um, so yeah, start start just noticing your body, your mind telling you that something's wrong and that, uh, that to remind yourself that you're not stuck anywhere, that you have options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just begin to think about what those options are. And if you're not sure what those options are, then reach out to somebody who can help you come up with some ideas or suggestions together and then just pick one, just pick one to start with. Don't overwhelm yourself and start with one next step that you can take and go from there. That's really good
1: advice. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Um, I think that, uh, it, it, you know, when you're in a situation like that, um, you're already feeling completely overwhelmed and. Um, When you have a very overwhelmed mind, it's very difficult to see choices that are there for you and, you know, it's very easy for you to feel trapped and really disempowered and um, feel as though you absolutely have no choice about what is happening in your life because somebody else is controlling you and trying to, you know, um, disempower you. So that advice to you know listen um, to yourself and to reach out to somebody you trust is a very, you know, I, I think women need support when they're going through this. If they're going to have something different for themselves, it's going to be so much easier for them if they reach out and get some support and talk to somebody else who's got that objectivity and can, you know, they're they're not in the situation so they can look at things objectively and they can see, you know, some options where they can't see any any options to take. So that's, yeah, lovely advice. Thank you. Um, Okay. Have you got some tips or some strategies for dealing with anxiety that you'd like to share? Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, Anxiety is uh, something that I've um, definitely worked with a lot. Um, uh, I mean, sort of just the general background. I mean, everyone experiences anxiety to some level, some degree. Um, So, anxiety is very normal. Um, And so, if you're just having general anxiety, you know, just you know, your thoughts are kind of spiraling or sometimes you go to catastrophic thinking or you think the worst thing is gonna happen um, and it hasn't even happened yet. Um, Or you're having trouble sleeping or your anxiety is changing your appetite um, or you just constantly feel on edge or sometimes just, you know, anxiety can also cause you to feel like foggy in the brain. So you can't really think clearly um, a lot of people also report that they don't feel really present in their life, that they're either living backwards or they're living forward. So they're never really in any given moment in their life. Um, so some tips on if you're experiencing that, um, one is just uh, really kind of mindfulness, bringing uh, attention to the here and the, the now the mind likes to wander. So if you can practice the mindfulness or prayer, uh, you know, whatever kind of spiritual practice you have or, or want to create for yourself, but even five minutes a day, starting your day or ending your day with a guided meditation, there's tons of free apps or YouTube that you can kind of type and say uh, guided meditation of the day and just spend some time. Just uh, it's not about erasing your thoughts or not having thoughts but it's just about actually breathing and connecting to the present moment and experiencing what you're feeling without judgment um, and just connecting to the the moment so bringing some attention there to the present moment you can engage your engage your senses Um, so some ways that people do that are they'll use like essential oils um, you know, that's why lavender is like a soothing scent. So you can kind of breathe in some lavender and then just take some deep breaths. Cause that really calms down the central nervous system, tells the brain that you're okay. Um, some other things is, um, if you're really anxious, it's, it's, it's kind of pent up, stored up energy and you might need to actually release it. So you might benefit from moving your body. So that might look like stretching, Going for a walk. If you need something more rigorous, then go for a run or something more like like lifting weights. Um, but getting active, being active, uh, to kind of release some of that anxious energy. Uh, some other ways that you can do that is also through just taking a calming bath, um, putting on some light music. Uh, you know, kind of think about a self care day, like really kind of resetting and doing all the things that you enjoy for yourself. So you could do like a face mask and, you know, really just treat yourself that day. And Or maybe you go to bed early and you just go to sleep early and try to listen to the sound of the ocean through an app or, you know, some sort of um, calming uh, external noise to help you fall asleep or music. Um, And some other fun ways is to dance, Um, again, kind of goes back to movement, but like dancing, listening to your favorite song, um, anything, again, that can really bring yourself back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, If you really begin to feel like none of those things work for you, then it might be time to just reach out to somebody for support. You can, you know, look up either a therapist in your area or um, a life coach um, who can kind of help you keep you accountable and maybe have some um, more personalized tips for you? Um so that could go a long way too, is just investing in your well-being.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Lots of fantastic tips that you've shared. Thank you. Just personally, what are the best sorts of resources that have helped you uh, along the way?
2: Um for me, uh, and what I recommend to clients is is, use what's free right you know first maximize all the free options the resources that you have so um, books on you know self-help books personal development books um, personal development self-help podcasts so like listening to your podcast and other podcasts like yours that help you feel good um, help you think outside of the box and um, you know just kind of are catered to your well-being So find, find those things, find the books, you know, even if you just do a a Google search um, on whatever you're struggling with and say self, you know, type in that topic, what you're struggling with and put self-help book and just see what pops up and, you know, read reviews and just, you know, purchase, purchase a book. Um, I have some of my favorites. Um, Like I really like Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Uh, Pima Chadron has a really good one. um, That's called uh, Hard Advice for Difficult Times. Um, Any of uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's books are really helpful and healing. Um, But yeah, finding finding a book and finding podcasts like a mental health podcast. And then and then starting to, you know, after your free resources, then invest in. I've always um, either had a therapist or a life coach mm-hmm. to this day. Um, now I have a business coach who, who kind of does a little bit of both, a little bit yeah. of mind work um, and business work. But, you know, it, it took steps for me to get to that point. But I first started with a therapist and a life coach. Um, but invest in your mental health, um, you know invest in maybe hiring a life coach or somebody to work with you. Um, but those are some resources really utilize podcasts, uh, books and the internet, YouTube. There's a lot of therapists who have tons of YouTube videos out now on mental health and just look, just search and, and look and see who resonates with you and yeah. use some of those free resources. Yeah,
1: but, no, that's fantastic. Um, for some women it's not always going to be safe for them to do that sort of online um searching but it's just about finding ways that um will be safe for you to keep growing isn't it it's you know and connecting you know to your development and and your growth um so it's yeah I just I always emphasize um with women that they they do the things that they can focus on what they can do and um anything that is not going to you know obviously make their lives more difficult um, but to keep exploring, keep that curious mind open as to what might be possible because they're will be possibilities and I think the more that we keep an open mind about um that potential that um there's something there for us to tap into then um then we do find it. You know, we we can find it more readily than if we close our minds off and think oh, I'm lost, I don't know where to turn but you know, I just don't think that there's any help out there for me. And you're right. There is a lot of help, and there's a lot of free help and support out there for women that they can they can tap into. And um, and just yeah, I I agree with you. I have made so much more progress in my life, you know, with having support. As soon as I started getting support, I really turned a corner. And I remember you know I said to somebody when I was in the thick of it and I'm like I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel I just can't and they said we haven't turned a corner yet that's why you can't see the light and then I did turn a corner and I did see the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm it is true you do you know if you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel it's possibly because you haven't turned the corner yet. And it's much easier to turn that corner when you've got some support in place. So when you feel supported and you're not feeling like you're going through all of your struggles and your challenges on your own, you've got somebody else who's got your back, it really does help to to get you moving in the right direction again. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, Okay okay, you've already told me a, a few people who have been influential in helping you in, in terms of authors. Um, all right, what advice would you give someone who cannot reimagine a better, happier life for themselves? Yeah, great question.
2: I, I think um, just holding the hope that there is, okay. I love that analogy that you just gave of... Um, just cause you haven't seen the light, it just might mean you haven't turned the corner yet, the right corner. So just trusting the process, trusting yourself, trusting your journey that, you know, somewhere deep down, you know, inside of you that if you can hold on to the hope that things will change um, and just taking it sometimes one moment at a time, not even one day at a time, but one moment at a time and breathing through that moment until the next moment. Um, and then trusting that one of these next moments will be the moment that you will get the
1: clarity that you're looking for. Yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Thank you. All right, so counselling, I just want to talk to you about, as a therapist, I just want to talk to you about um, because often there's a stigma, I think, involved in people that holds people back from going and to a therapist or going to a counsellor um and the way i see it i see it as being like this mistrust and it's not necessarily a mistrust of the person that you're going to but it's a mistrust about your vulnerability and how that vulnerability is going to be protected in that space does that make sense to you so what would you say to somebody who's really like there's something that is holding them back from speaking to a counsellor about the things that they're going through because they're very scared that um that you know it might make things worse it they might go through more pain than what they're already experiencing and they already feel like they're at their limit with what they can cope with. So they're scared if they go to a counsellor that that it's just going to make things harder instead of making things better. What advice have you got to give people to help them get the courage to reach out to a therapist or a counsellor? Yeah,
2: I, I would say, um, most importantly is finding a therapist, a counselor that's actually experienced and has the specialty in working with women in abusive relationships. Um, and because that way they already know that in advance, so you don't, you know, they already are keeping that in mind that there's, um, ways that it could make it worse, the situation. And so they already know that with you um, versus you having to explain to them that that could be an issue that they already keep that in mind. So finding, if you can, um, a therapist or uh, someone who is already specializing um, in specifically supporting women um, who are in abusive relationships and working with you directly So again, doing like a search online to find a a specific therapist for that um, will will make all the difference. Yeah, could make all the difference.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And um, something that I do now is I offer um, women that I will find them a free online counseling service in their area um, if they're struggling to find the appropriate. Counseling support. So I'm a huge, huge believer in counseling support, and and often those services where they've got that um, specialized experience, they're able to actually refer you on to other sorts of support services and organisations to help you with your specific needs and you know um, and issues and challenges that you're dealing with. So. Um, you've hit the nail on the head (laughs) (laughs) that was helpful (laughs) it was so helpful um all right so uh, look the final question i've absolutely loved this conversation that we've had because this podcast is tiara's tears and triumph what does that title mean to you as a woman Oh, that's a great question. Um,
2: I think it just it, for me, what stands out is um, it's a very empowering and um, all-encompassing title. Where you know you, you you know you have all of that uh, being a woman that you are. You the tiara representing um, a, the queendom that is women. Um, that you know we are we are amazing. Uh, at just being women. Um, I think we hold a lot, um, I mean, we birth life, uh, we create life, um, we create so much beauty and peace and harmony, um, and we invent, I mean, some of the most greatest inventors have been women. Um, some of the greatest history makers have been women. Um, so, I, I, you know, that empowerment that we all have a tiara, that we're all queens um and that at the same time that crown can be heavy and so or you know life happens and so you know not to you know be upset that if you are tearful or if you are going through uh, some times of sadness and sorrow that that's also okay too that that's part of the journey and the process of being a woman and what it comes with and it's just all wrapped up in a very beautiful title for your podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's a lovely lovely look a lovely take on um on the title and would you like to include any links for people to find you sure yeah um and
2: folks can uh also look up if you're looking for mental health podcasts you can look up therapeutic life healing for women um i've um the podcast out on on most platforms um also if you're on instagram you can just find me adit chuchagi or my website uh,
1: aditc.com and i'll include all those links in the episode notes for everyone to So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've absolutely loved our conversation and loved getting to know you a bit better. I was really, really looking forward to having this chat with you. You do some incredible work and um, you're an absolute light in many, many people's lives. So thank you so much, Edith.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you for the work that you're doing and for inviting me onto your podcast. I feel very honored. Um, And thank you for the listeners who are tuning in and taking time out of their life to tune in. I appreciate you. And thank you so much, Sandy. It was a great conversation and
0: so nice to meet you. You're awesome. (laughs) Thank you. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement if you are struggling with your mental health please reach out for support with some form of counselling if you don't know where to start to find a counsellor a good place to start is to talk with your doctor there are also many online counselling supports available and a word of advice If the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow. Hosted by me, Sandy J. This program, Provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset. Spells out how to spot the red flags. Advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning. Gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough. Teaches empowerment strategies acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving, to rising, to striving, and finally, to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au Hey now. Can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.